Welcome back to ASD, A New Perspective, the podcast show where we help you understand what is going on in the mind of your child, and we encourage you that growth for your child is possible. I'm Kat Lee, and in this podcast, Dr. Gutstein talks to us about remediation. You know, the idea that we can remediate these things is still very radical in the autism world. No one, as I said, you know, I haven't found one paper written, and I've written, basically read everything that talks about the potential for remediation of these areas, of neural remediation, of, you know, psychosocial remediation, not one. Uh, It's all about can we teach people other ways of functioning or can we, or just neglecting it completely, Um, you know, and not even thinking about it. Um, so again, it's back to that idea of people who choose other paths often really don't understand this autism from the way we're understanding it and the way I think modern researchers are understanding it. Although some, some are, there's just been a couple of articles lately that are starting to, they're not using the word remediation, we're starting to address the issue of, do we have to accept this as the, as the, you know, the end, end point? Are these intervention programs really, you know, do we have to accept the fact that they were just working on compensation or they just don't know what they're working on? They don't know what their endpoint is. One of the things I will say to you when you talk about RDI is I talk about remediation rather than RDI first. I'm saying, look, before we worry about names like RDI, QBZ, let's think about what you would like to be able to do. What's your goal in seeking intervention here? Um, you know, here are, here's, you know, and I go back to this, which is, here's what happens when people don't have the benefit of this mind-guiding relationship, right? Their, their brain does not develop in a way that allows them to function in the real dynamic, complex dynamic world, right? The mind-guiding relationship is what allows that to happen. You're going to be able to have a mind-guiding relationship with each other. If you don't have it, what can we expect to happen for this child? How are they gonna to learn to use their mind? Who is gonna help them learn to use their mind to, to be able to do, conduct mental time traveling, to be able to think about alternatives, to be able to look at multiple points of view and perspectives, to be able to do that sort of online monitoring, updating, functioning, adapting. Who, where are they gonna learn that, right? And I would ask people to have, I would have questions that, that I would ask people when they're seeking intervention, which is, before we talk about what, which is, you know, how important are these things for you? And, you know, part of that is, you know, people who may have already accepted that that won't happen, is to say, you know, these things are potentially, they're, they're, they're possible for people with, with, with this diagnosis, because this diagnosis is not, it's a, it's a pathogenetic diagnosis, and people still don't understand that. Right? They don't understand that it's, it's, about, um, it's about vulnerabilities resulting in right, the loss of opportunities for development, for neural and psychosocial development, right? They don't understand that, right? right. And, and so therefore, um, yes, and there could be other things. It could be brain damage and epilepsy and all kinds of, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about autism now. Autism is a pathogenic disorder, and the research is very clear on that. 
because in six months you can't tell the kids apart. <laughs> At least the researchers can't. I may be able to. They can't. But in terms of any major developmental issues, you can't tell them apart from who's not going to be autistic. But by, by 18 months, you can, pretty much, almost everyone, 24 months certainly. And what you see in that second year is a detachment from the relationship, is the lack of parents to be able to guide, develop a mind-guiding relationship, very clearly documented, right? And that continues on. It doesn't get any better. It gets worse, right? And so what you have to think about then is, you know, if you've got families, they have to understand what autism is before you talk about treatment. People throw treatments at them without explaining what the disorder is. So I go back to, to that, which is, what do you think this is, right? Well, every parent would want the same thing for their autistic child as they do for their child who doesn't have autism or any other child, right? We want them to be able to function in the world and be successful in the world. Well, what do you need to be successful in the world? You need dynamic intelligence. You need the ability to, right, to, to learn from your past experience, to project yourself into the future, right, to conduct self-dialogues with yourself, to be able to um, create, um, look, look at things from multiple different ways, to be able to shift, be mentally flexible, right? You need mental flexibility and to shift sets when what you're doing is no longer working. You need to know when to step back and reflect on what's happening. You need to know how to um, make plans, knowing that you're going to have to adapt them and change them, right? You need to learn how to make sense of things that don't make sense. We call it sense-making. You need to be able to um, develop the ability when things are confusing to you or they didn't work out the way expected to try to make sense of those things so that you can learn from them. You need to be able to do, have situational awareness. You need to be able to understand uh, develop a, a, uh, a mental archive of situations so that you can match new situations to that have partial matches to the situations that you've already experienced, right? So that you say, aha, that's similar enough. I don't have to approach every situation as if it's the first time, right? So you need to have situational awareness, right? So these are things that, you know, if your child is going to be having a life, right, that and that's what I think we have to be able to explain to them, right? Which is, if you're going to have a life, then this is what you, this is what has to occur, right? Everybody agrees on that, that this is what people need to be able to function in the world. Well, is that your goal for this child, to have that type of life? And if so, let's be a consumer and think about how are you going to obtain that for your child? Not going to be in school. Very clear. Those things are not part of curriculum in school. They're not going to be part of ABA or speech therapy or occupational therapy. Again, not knocking school, not knocking those things. They're just not part of what they do. So where is that going to happen? Where does it happen for any child? With family, with parents, through their guiding relationship, through their mind. And I use the word mind guiding. It's mental processing. It's learning these mental processes. How to use your mind as an effective tool when you're in real world situations, when you're pairing them, playing for them, learning from them, and engaging in the midst of them. Do you want to be a parent for this child like you would for your other children? Do you want to have the same influence for your child? So what you want to talk about is what autism is and isn't. It's not, it's not even things like epilepsy. It's not, doesn't have that permanence attached to it.
Although again, that's the initial assumption that there's a permanence attached to autism, right? And what there's a permanence attached is to is everybody has some vulnerabilities and clearly there are some permanences, there's some organismic limitations that we all have in our genes and our, you know, in our upbringing. There, there are some things, I'm not suggesting that everybody, you know, can be, um, uh, you know, a, a quarterback for a football team or a baseball, you know, championship dancer or, or you know, in the Olympics or uh, an opera singer. No, there are limitations that we all have. But autism doesn't address that, the word autism. It doesn't address what your vulnerabilities or limitations are. All it addresses is that because of those early vulnerabilities, you've lost access to this critical relationship. This critical learning environment, call it that, that rather than a relationship, because people think of relationship. This critical learning environment, this critical mental and neural, being better development, growth environment, you've lost access to that. And because you've lost access, right, then you don't develop neurally, mentally, what you need to be successful in our world, right? And if we can restore access and then give you opportunities to use that relationship, which also means slowing down all those expectations out in the world for a while, right? Not worrying so much about grade levels and peer throwing kids at the peer opportunity, but give them one step ahead challenges, which is how we know children develop. They, they you know, good mind guides, good parenting mind guides, try to make sure their kids are not overwhelmed. They're not in environments that are, you know, too difficult for them, impossible for them to be competent in and master, right? And not that they're always successful, but they try, they know that they need to do that. And they're very carefully try to gauge that. Um, and if we give them that opportunity, if we, if we establish a relationship and then give them the chance to be competent and challenged in environments that are just a little bit ahead, then remediation is certainly possible, isn't it? And thanks for joining us for ASD, A New Perspective, the podcast show where we help you understand what is going on in the mind of your child. And we encourage you that growth for your child is possible. I'm Kat Lee. See you next time.